Welcome back to another great episode of Psychic on the Scene. This is going to be our last episode for 2020. I can't even believe, I can't believe we it. made it through 2020. Yay. And tonight's special guest is Jake Paul by special request of our fans. Seriously. Um, so I want to say first hello to D. Scott. We have fans. We have fans. <laughs> yeah. We're not just doing this like we're just talking to each other on Zoom. <laughs> My other podcast is just me talking to like two people. So I <laughs> your mom and who else? Uh, my friend Matt, probably. <laughs> and us, of course, right? Yes, yes, and us. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the lovely, my lovely co-host Michelle Lyons Polito. Hi, everyone. And welcome back, Jake Paul. Yay! Hello. <laughs> Here we Great finish to be back. Twenty with you. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so our listeners may not remember, but I think that, um, I don't know if we had Tim Owens on, was the last one in the studio. It was, yeah. You did a double header for us um, in February when we saw you last, and you were trying to help. We talked about voodoo, which was unexpected. You weren't supposed to stay for the voodoo episode. Yeah. And you actually had you so much knowledge. It was crazy. <laughs> and um, But you were there, and we were talking about um, Valentine's Day mm -hmm. and attracting love and yes. what to do for attraction. And mm -hmm. I really feel like I was a huge benefactor of your mm -hmm. mojo, Jake, um, because mm -hmm. I definitely manifested love. <laughs> in 2020 during the pandemic after I saw and actually you gave me that cool little candle and burned the yeah. red candle on the top with the little mm -hmm. like shaker thing mm -hmm. with all the magic ingredients inside mm -hmm. and and I had the other candle that I burned right down that you made for me too mm -hmm. and then um I did all the stuff I was supposed to do and I burned that candle and poof along came a big Italian just like <laughs> it's like magic. I don't know if you put something in there like oregano, and that's why I got a big Italian. But it, it worked. It worked. That's so funny. So, so Jake, a lot of our listeners probably have gotten to know you a little bit, but they talk to us about what your history is with your knowledge of working with angels. So, <clears throat> I. My knowledge with working with angels is is pretty fun, is a pretty fun one in the way that I wasn't introduced to the angels um, in any kind of traditional way via um, you know organized religion or anything like that. Um, I grew up fairly spiritual and a little bit um, looser in that side of um, faith. So really, I got to grow up as a psychic kid, and I was kind of introduced to the angels just by an off chance. Really, um, at first, I noticed them kind of drop in during. Um, I would see them a lot at weddings, funerals, um, events like that. And then when I got to be about, I would say about 13, 12, 13, um, is when they kind of started to approach me um, with messages. We started to um, start dialogues and that kind of started this whole beautiful spiral to where we are mm -hmm. today. Um, they pushed You're me to one become... Of the few, and you were very young when I first met you. Your mom had a psychic party at, and I was there. Um, and you were very young. And one of the first things I knew, everybody has different kinds of ability, but right away, I, I actually said to him, you're attracting angels. And he said, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's not as common as people probably think that they're as in touch with that. 
um, or that they're right. seeing and sensing them all the time. He definitely does. So Jake, when you have them come around you, um, do you, do you feel something physically? Like, do you clairsentience them? Like you feel it on the body or do you physically see them? And what so does that look like? Early on when I was much younger, it used to just be through like the five physical senses. Um, but now as I've got older, um, as just my ability to channel has just gotten far more sensitive. Um, now I, it's kind of a mixed bag. Usually when it's kind of me one-on-one, -on -one, I will see them. Um, and then during readings, I'll see them. They'll come into the room. Um, lately, it's kind of been like I have, it's kind of like a Zoom meeting in the way that I'm in the room with all of you. And then there's a Zoom waiting room in my brain that I'm kind of sitting there in the room with them. So it's, mm. it's, a, oh, cool. it's an overlapped reality kind of happening, you know? So um, you're meeting them kind of in their Zoom space? The yeah, it's, it's kind of my consciousness. Um, splits into another room at the same time where we're having a conversation so oh, wow. anyone who's had a reading with me I kind of look off to the side and that's kind of me dropping into that room and we kind of bounce back and forth and have a conversation here um but sometimes they'll kind of take themselves out and they'll be right in the room with the reading so um they'll crack jokes and I'll be relaying those messages too to people <laughs> um they're actually so much more funny than people might even anticipate them to be um on one hand there are many that are very um old and very um intelligent very kind of um straight faced a little bit um right. but so many of them are so funny so sarcastic um it's it's really funny see i envision um my my guardian angel to look like jeffree star <laughs> and like it, like slaying it, and everything i do it's like total sarcasm eye roll yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yes. what I think. So I really want, we had a lot of questions. Um, Michelle and I both have received tons of questions from our uh, listeners and from our clients in regards to wanting to know more about how to access your angels or how to better connect with your angels. From you, the expert, our expert, mm -hmm. what, what are some of the things that you would recommend for our listeners? So <laughs> you've actually got, um, I'm giggling, um, Metatron actually just stepped forward because they like to I kind of drop Metatron. in. Um, sometimes they'll just tell me things to say. So he's kind of just giving me a push. Um, anybody who's worked with me in the past like six months has probably heard me say this before because the angels have been really pushing it lately. Um, mm. Metatron has kind of been very adamant about the way that we're all kind of approaching it. So mm -hmm. in terms of people trying to kind of step into this, develop their abilities, develop a sensitivity, kind of learn to connect, Metatron has really taken advantage of the fact of saying, let's correct the way that we're even speaking, or let's correct the narrative that we have when we're approaching this. So it, he always comes forward to say that we're not learning to be more psychic. We've, we were souls before we stepped into the right. costumes that we are on this stage. So before we incarnated here in this life, we were energy, we were our souls, we were spiritual intuition. And so we make the mistake when we come in here to this physical life by trying to just rely on the physical senses and only them. Mm -hmm. So Metatron really just encourages people to step back and say, I'm, I'm focusing on remembering all of the beautiful gifts that I was born with all the way up mm -hmm. until I hit you know puberty or whatever. Um, and you really, more importantly, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but you kind of forgive yourself 
for forgetting it. Mm. Because oh, that you, I find a lot of times in my classes when I teach channeling the angels, a lot of people get a little bit frustrated or they feel very, um, very disconnected, you know, and, and it can be very palpable, you know, that, that feeling, you know, that somebody's looking for that, that light on the porch to bring them home, you know, to spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why Metatron's very adamant about saying that it really is just remembering that we have always been connected to them. Whether we've seen them, heard them, felt them, they've always walked with us on this life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're really great at playing all sides of the field at the same time. <laughs> um, so I would say, first off, um, anybody who's interested in working with the angels, bringing them into their own practice, I would say first and foremost, let's start with the foundation of what we're doing um, via meditation. Are we giving ourselves five minutes during the day to even check in, you know? Yes. Um, you use there- that term a lot, Jake, and I think that that's a great way to do it. It's like, are you checking in with yourself? Mm-hmm. You say that at almost every podcast. And I think that that's a really important fact for um, anybody that wants to raise their vibration to to do, because I think that we're in such um, a a run all the time. Now, granted, COVID and being home should have, except for parents that probably were doing a lot of remote (laughs) learning, um, (laughs) given us an opportunity to take five minutes, take Mm -hmm. 10 minutes to do that check-in and slow down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the, and the funny thing is, is, you know, with everybody working from home, or for a large population of people working from home, um, you would think that we would have more time to kind of do that check-in process. But it's so funny to see how that little shoulder goblin kind of justifies saying, "Oh, um, I should, I really should go meditate for five minutes." But then you say, "Oh, well, you know, Grey's Anatomy is on at eight, so I could just sit down and do that too." <laughs> So it is really funny. That's why you do have to be a little bit gentle on yourself. It's, it really is a push and a pull, you know, not every day is going to be peak performance. You know, I meditated, I journaled, I did a cleansing um, and I felt just out of 10. And so I always just say to people, you know, you work slowly, but surely at it. And if you fall out one day, then you just get back at it the next day. You know, not everybody has a schedule that lets you, you know, step back and meditate for 30 minutes um, and all that jazz, which would be lovely. Um, and so that's why I say, that's why I say check in, um, because it really is more like that when I'm communicating with spirit, even throughout the day, um, it really is when I'm washing dishes and I say it to myself in the head, you know, what do you have to say to me? Or if I'm vacuuming or if I'm driving, um, or driving is a big one for me too. Yes. Anything where you're, you know, kind of doing another task, I mean, paying attention still, but that part of your conscious mind is occupied. And at least for me. And it leaves the door open. And right. Then, you know, I'll be in the kitchen having a conversation, and my husband's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, different people. <laughs> <laughs> They're all yeah. coming in while I'm washing the dishes. Yeah, there is something about, too, I had a teacher one time to say, that actual physical act of having your hands in the water mm-hmm. draws them in. So that does make a lot of sense. But I think with the driving, it literally is when your brain goes on autopilot. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you can't help but kind of go, oh. So for the listeners, um, Metatron is what in the angel phylum? Metatron is an archangel, but he is um, quite a powerhouse in the way that when he comes around, he is not about to teach you any kind of subtle messages. Um, He's about to drop some big lessons and some big shifts in your life when you find Metatron popping through. Um, Always for people who are about to knock down um, 
a barrier and step into the next chapter of their life. Oh, nice. um, he also comes for people who are just cha- starting completely new books in their life. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, especially this year, have closed books and started a yes. completely new story. So, you know? boy, that's a good way to put it too. Did they ever close that chapter? We've got. Yeah. I, I know Michelle, you have too. People yeah. completely changing their lives where they're seeing that, that their old way of living was toxic or the people around them and in a very gentle way close the book absolutely with amazing results yeah amazing results yeah i moved to uh, a client of mine moved from boston spa to kentucky and she's living on a horse farm i said you know you are living most of our dream (laughs) you know at least my little girl dream so but yeah it's it's been amazing what people have done and uh, most of these people are saying well i started listening to my angels I've heard that so often in the last six months. Or felt the intervention even prior to all of this. um, Felt the push. Even when we go back to December of last year, obviously we didn't know this was all coming. And we had clients some you know we get them always around the holidays they're a little bit kooky (laughs) Uh, we love you but you're a little bit kooky you're a little bit much take a step back yes i don't want to dance with you um (laughs) but um and then what we kept feeling was that something was coming and i do believe it was that exactly what you're saying it was that intervention of the angels trying to say and listen just heads up just get ready Absolutely. And it's so funny, um, just basing, basing it off of my clients who I've worked with during this whole entire year. It's so funny that everybody before this were, it, I just found, even for myself, I found myself just saying to my, um, you know, if I just had one week off from work, if I had two weeks off, I could get everything in a row and I could just get myself where I wanted to be. Yes! That's and how then I all of too. a sudden, all of a sudden the world stops, you know, <laughs> and like clockwork, I've seen so many people completely revamp their lives. I have one client of mine um, who w- w- approached me in a reading. She had never worked with angels before. Um, and so I did a reading for her. Um, that was probably about nine months ago. Um, and I just recently got to see her at a, at a message circle that I did the other day. And she is now consciously channeling, channeling the Archangel Gabriel. Um, wow, wow. Had never Dang. looked into psychic ability before. Um, now she fully can channel those messages and it's been such a beautiful progression to see for her, you know, um, just to see from somebody who was maybe even skeptical, just brand new to it, wasn't quite sure where to start. And really all I say to people when they're ready to start working with angels is that you really just kind of show up, you show up and you say, I am open to hear the messages, to work with what you're giving me. Um, I always kind of say, for me personally, when I'm connecting with spirit, it's kind of like when whales are singing in the ocean. Um, mm. They they put out their call and they just tell the other whales that they're here, mm. they're around, and then they um, whale back at you. And it's it's a it's a, a orchestra that kind of happens. It's fluid. It's just movement of energy and sound. You know, um, you're really not mo- you really don't have to move mountains or anything. If if everybody just even takes a second while they're listening to this quiet your mind, take a deep breath and let it go. You'll find that there's 
a steady kind of buzzing, which is our consciousness, our thoughts. But when you take a deep breath and you let go, you find that there's a more quiet one underneath it, Mm. a little bit of like a slow hum. And when you listen to that, sometimes people feel things when they're listening to it first, and then you start to hear words, or then you'll start Mm -hmm. to get thoughts kind of jumping in, you know? Which Um, Which is the tie in with your, we've talked about before with your five clairs, which mm-hmm. is clairvoyance, clear seeing, your third eye, clairaudient, mm-hmm. and that can be internal as well as external mm-hmm. hearing of angels or your guides, um, clairaugustience, like clear tasting, mm-hmm. um, clairsentience, where you're feeling it on the body, and clairsent, where mm-hmm. you smell things. And um, it definitely takes you or transports you to the person or to something maybe that the angels want you to see or connect with. So you have spoken now to archangels. Um, I know that there's a breakdown of the angel realm. Like a um, yeah. And I'm not as familiar with it, but could, could you go through that for us too, Jake? <clears throat> yeah, so if we wanted to start all the way from the bottom here, let me, I want to write it as I go because it's a it's a pyramid. So at the very bottom core, we've got our guardian angels, and those are angels that walk with us during our lifetime. Um, we kind of have a sports roster, and they switch out every couple of years or whenever it's just the timing's right. Um, so you've got your guardian angels, which is like the first tier for you. Um, above that, we have our archangels i believe are right above that and the archangels are the about 14 that we have names for but i would argue that there are plenty more um (laughs) we just don't know about yeah yeah the the more out there and obscure um abstract archangels prefer to go nameless um but the ones that have names are fine with that too don't worry (laughs) um so we've got our archangels those are what i would call the worker bees for the Mm -hmm. queen bee you know yes um all for different uses, um, but you can you can work with multiple at a time, or you can work with just one. I had um, heard years ago, and maybe it was one of the the lessons from Dorian Virtue that said mm-hmm. you can call on them anytime. The archangels they actually like it when you do, so mm-hmm. you don't overtask them. So whatever you need done specifically, whether you needed uh, Michael or Gabriel or Uriel. You're, you're calling them for specific tasks and then you keep repeating it. And they, they actually really like that, that they're encouraged to come. They yeah. wait to come. And that's a perfect point. So the angels really do work off of the fact of that there is the law of free will. Mm-hmm. Um, so they mm-hmm. absolutely cannot intervene. They cannot do things for us, even sometimes putting blessings in our path. Um, they can't necessarily ma- uh, manipulate our path unless we give them permission or ask them to, you know. Um, right. I think manipulate might have, might have been the wrong word, but push <laughs> things in our path for us, you know. Um, it really has to be something that we're open and ready for, because if you think about it, um, the, the archangels drop in some really beautiful um, nest eggs, blessings, manifestations mm-hmm. in our life. Um, but if we're not maybe in the right space right now to accept that or to embrace that, um, then they won't yet, you know? Um, but I think that us as human beings, even if you find that you don't feel so connected to your intuition at the moment, we generally have a really good gut feeling of when the timing's right, you know? Um, whether it's that pull that you want something more, or if you know that you still need to get a couple of ducks in the row before we really deep dive into that next chapter, you right. know? Um, right. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Intuition, you know, at its core, it really is a primal instinct. You know, it's embedded in our DNA. Yes. Agreed. Um, 
And so that's why it's more common to hear people have gut feelings rather than um, sentient uh, messages and stuff, you know, (laughs) Um, it's survival instinct. And so sometimes it's easier for people who are a little bit more hands-on and practical when they approach it from that angle, that we are, are literally made to get information, to get messages that are outside of ourselves, extrasensory, you know, outside of just what we're seeing, hearing, and feeling, you know, um, we see it with animals. Um, Mm -hmm. how many times, how many times have you seen, um, the dog, or even when you're watching the wildlife shows, all of a sudden the mom will gather up her cubs and they'll go on their way from what they were completely just doing. And then you see a rhino kind of storm right through. Um, Or you see that the birds all kind of fly out of the area when they know a storm's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you never see a flock of crows during a, a during a tornado. They've already jumped the ship, you know? That always blows um, my mind. Like the, the couple earthquakes that we've had, we don't have a lot here. But right before it, my animals have gone freako. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes before. And it's just, I find animals amazing. I, I kind of look to them because I figure that they're more accessible to the angels. Right. I've always thought that. I mean, I don't yeah, know and and psychic ability. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's spot on. So, what else, Jake? Who else is in there? So we've got, uh, so all the way up, we have. As you go up, kind of the pyramid is where you start to um, interact with angels that are not necessarily physical bodies. Um, they are more thought forms. They are more energy bodies. Okay, um, interesting. Therefore, more of the the bigger life experiences. So for example, you've got the the powers all the way up at the top and the powers rule universal oh. laws, um, the world laws. They, okay. they rule astrological events, meteorites hitting, things like that. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, uh, the thrones, which are for justice, balance, um, moral code, things like that. And the funny thing that I've, that I've kind of gotten to realize is that as you get higher up with the angels, um, they don't necessarily come forward in a person, uh, they don't personify themselves as a, as a human or as a personality. They, for me, when I communicate with them, it's clear cognizance thoughts oh. that just kind of drop in. Um, so, so the thrones are more about, uh, uh, balancing out the good and the evil, the 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 yin and the yang, you know. Um, Do they have names like the thrones, or is it just it's a throne energy that you're feeling? Thrones, thrones, <laughs> all uh, literally everybody above the archangels, with the exception of like the cherubim, um, mm-hmm. which are like your your cupids, your love angels, um, yeah. the more sweeter. <laughs> Um, the kindness, compassion angels. Um, once you go up from there, honestly, they are more of a feeling of okay. a sensation rather than a uh, something that you're going to clearly communicate with. Because so they have right, been, it would be more of that divine energy, um, kind of like coming down to you or or kind of working with you. Correct. Yes, the way that I can kind of describe it best is that so the archangels and the cherubim are. Are, are beings that are kind of um, independent, they're conscious and all of that stuff. When you go to the thrones, the dominion, the, the, the powers, they're kind of like the many masks of the big guy. Um, oh, gotcha. Greater spirit, they're all different faces to the same being, okay. you know. Um, it kind of sounds like um, Buddhist chanting um, whenever I kind oh, of tap cool. into that. Oh, that's honestly. interesting, okay. 
like really old, like in a temple, you can just hear it in the background. I love that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. some things that maybe our listeners have heard of over the years, and I've actually talked about when I've, I've spoken about this in class with angels, is um, one being that they're not male or female. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're not a sex. So when they show up, they many times they're, they don't even speak. You just hear them through telepathy. Yeah, absolutely. And it really does kind of come down to frame of reference for some people. Um, okay. If, if you were like, for example, if you were born kind of, um, if you were born Catholic or Christian, you might be going off of um, pre-Raphaelite paintings and seeing yeah. them <laughs> certain ways. For me, I didn't grow up um, with any of that kind of context. So I sometimes see them. Have you guys ever seen the images of the original angels in, in the Bible yes. um, that are original depictions, which I is the them. eyeballs and the wings? Yep. So no, I've I'm never more, seen that. So I more often see them like that, which are these huge, funky, their eyeballs, millions of eyeballs with wings. Sometimes they're a circle of fire and they've got wings. Um, not bodies at all. They're geometric shapes. Sometimes I see them as math equations. Um, oh, oh, really? That's I'm fascinating. Math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> math equations, um, like sacred geometry, things like that. Oh, um, okay. Some really far out stuff, the angels. Um, so what about the wings? Because wings seem to be equated with angels um, all the time. And some people say, oh, angels are kind of like a hybrid between human and uh, like bird. But I never felt that. I always felt like they were a completely different being. I think, I think the, the the, my felt feeling was always that they were never human. Oh, and, yeah. And completely different, like, you know, being from, from God or divine, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. They, they are ancient, old energies. And that's why you're correct. They aren't male or female. Um, mm-hmm. They're more in like, uh, it, there's a term, um, the divine androgyny, um, okay. which is neither nor, which is why sometimes you'll actually see the Archangel Gabriel, for example, Gabriel or Gabriel um, as a female yeah. or male. They take, they take different forms. Um, so that's pretty cool too. Um, Don't you think sometimes they come through feeling a little bit more male or a little bit more female, depending on what you need? I've noticed that. Yeah. I think there's always kind of, um, I think everybody, even us sitting here right now, there's a divine feminine or there's a divine masculine. And even those terms are a little bit outdated at this point, but there's always two different (laughs) sides, you know? And I think that we might just be approached in a certain way with what aspect they have to share, you know? Um, like for example, if we want to say Archangel Michael, if, if he's popping up in front of us, he can come through in the way of the protector or he can mm-hmm. come through in the more, let's say a uh, forceful way in the way of either the protector or the one where he's holding his sword and he's asking you to make some very forward and swift, um, movements, cutting out, um, people out of our mm-hmm. circle, laying down very firm boundaries, mm-hmm. um, kind of handing the sword to us so we can make that move for ourselves. Um, So there's always a duality to all of them. You know, they're, they're very complex (laughs) like that. (laughs) I I think it's interesting. I don't know, Michelle, if you've ever had this, but people will, um, when I'm doing a reading, they're like, I, I want to just know if my grandmother is an angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I'm crushing them. They're ideal. Right. And I'm like, well, well, um, she's in heaven. People but. can't they're right. They're, <laughs> you're their heaven. But people can't be, you could be a really good person and you're never going to be an angel. Right. So um, that, it's a, a bit of a challenge to try and get people's heads around that. They're like, oh, you don't and want that's probably the Christian sad. upbringing. Yeah, and you don't want to make them sad either because they're saying so-and-so got their wings and you're like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, I always say, you know, she, she can be, you know, um, kind of like your conduit on the other side, but she's not an angel. Right. That, that really is what sets us apart, is that the angels are not human, and they've never been born into a life that, bear, that bore an ego, you know? Um, or an <laughs> ego. I guess. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. And so that's just why, because even if we were, to, when, when we cross over to wherever that brings us next, we still hold an ego, you know, because we are human, we have that sentience. Um, and that's not meaning that the ego is negative at all. Um, right. But yeah. but to be without it gives you this very clear, not black and white, it's more of like a gray area where nothing has to be one or the other. It's really more about them kind of going with the situation and kind of going off of what's in your path, if that makes sense. There's really, they'll never give you the same piece of advice. Even if you come into many of the similar circumstances, it'll always be different, you know? Um, But again, neither positive nor negative, you know? Um, Do they they work with other beings other than human beings? Oh, absolutely. Um, So specifically, um, there there are these energies called divas or devas. and divas, you find a lot in nature. You can find them all over the world. Um, they kind of are little orbs of light. And so you can find them in nature, kind of um, growing plants, protecting areas. Um, and divas are really fun because they are these kind of like um, baby energies that help us out. They can even help us with attracting an abundance too, but they can later on graduate to become an angel. Um, oh, that's awesome. Um, I never heard that before. Me neither. Yeah, they're, they're these old ancient energies that have walked on this physical earth um, behind the scenes, and they help out behind, behind that. Um, but they're, they're kind of, um, uh, 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 their, their story is that they're here to do certain things, like whether that be for love, whether that be for peace, whether that be for... Interesting. Um, yeah, abundance, all of those kind of things. They are the there's divas that bring in natural disasters too, because that's part of the equilibrium, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all play their roles, and then when it's time, they kind of graduate to the next step and they become an angel. Um, oh, so they're baby yeah. angels, kind of. Baby yeah. angels. <laughs> what? What? Where's the category? If it's a if it is a a thing, where are the watchers? Watchers. Um, it depends. So that's that's the funny thing about being in this kind of neck of the woods that we work in is that <laughs> we all have we, I find that similar names are used often but then when you oh. sit down and kind of get to the bottom of it sometimes it's a completely different being you know okay. um, right there's there's plenty of spirits or or energies that you could refer to watchers that are here to watch um that are not angelic you know um completely different gotcha. things so I would say if we're talking about the watchers, I would probably be saying that we're looking at maybe the thrones because they're the oh, ones that look okay. at the background and they're the ones that kind of um, keep the scales, you know, the judgment um, of what's absolutely. going on. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. And dispassionately, they're kind of just about the balance, not caught, getting caught up in the emotion of it all. Right. Absolutely. They're not here to favor either side. They have to just be completely objective with what will keep balance, you know? Years ago, Sylvia, <laughs> um, years ago, Sylvia Brown talked about, um, you know, and uh, like meeting angels or, or seeing them. And I, I was, I was younger and I think she was on one of the talk shows and she said um, that the first time she saw one, it actually frightened her and it mm. overwhelmed her because of their size. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, if it's an angel, why would you be scared? It's, 
speed forward 10 years <laughs> and I was sound asleep and I basically had somebody like, wake me up. Like I need to speak to you. Mm -hmm. And I got up and I started walking towards the kitchen and I could feel this like overwhelming energy, like, like pulling at me and mm -hmm. I could see light in the dark house. I could see light, like illuminating light, like daylight coming from the kitchen. And I actually did that very thing. I thought, I, I don't think I'm ready for that. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a little like sister shook. So I, <laughs> I took a step back and I, I did, I went back to bed and I, I actually said to my higher self, I'm not ready for that. And then later mm -hmm. on wound up meeting other angelic energy. And, uh, but that, that particular time it was overwhelming. So mm -hmm. have you ever it's had that experience? Um, honestly, no, when, <laughs> just because I met them fairly early on, um, right. and it was more like I connected the dots. So it was kind of like, oh, this is an old friend that I've always known, you know, mm -hmm. but it makes perfect sense that you say that. And even that Sylvia said that, because I believe if I'm not incorrect, um, I believe the first time that, a, that an angel is referenced in communication in the Bible, the first words that they said was, do not fear me. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fascinating. Um, because um, they can be big eyeball winged things or they can be huge monument sized light beings. That's how I also them. that's even Fancy. just the imagery. Feeling their physical energy is like if somebody was playing a singing bowl and you were sitting inside of it. Every <laughs> single every single piece of your DNA is vibrating. It's shaking. And you get this flush of either warmth or you can get a flush of cold. Um, it, you feel it just in your DNA, <laughs> you know? Wow. Um, so that's why people can be a little bit off put because it truly is a, a presence, you know? And where are you so used to that? No, what about, um, I hear people and actually my mother has an experience where she feels as though an angel embodied itself or either possibly borrowed a body and communicated mm -hmm. during a time of, of grief and, and, and stress. And she's seen quite a few angels, um, but I've heard that from clients and friends as well. It's like, oh, this person, and I asked about them, and they, there's no one there by that name. That person doesn't exist, but they saw them physically. Are those, how do they fall into the hole? Um, do they borrow a body, it, or <laughs> what do they it, do? So it can kind of depend. There's a lot of different stories that I've heard and that I've come across um, over the years. Um, like, for example, if we're going to talk about like, maybe like a hospital setting, like somebody yeah. who mm -hmm. just lost a family member, for mm -hmm. example, um, there's many stories where somebody will be sitting right next to somebody, whether it be an older woman, a younger child, um, and then that person just says something, something just wild to them, you know? Yes. Um, that, mm -hmm. for example, would be the archangel um, Zadkiel. Um, Zadkiel is referred to as the angel of death because he's the one, he is the light that people see when they're passing. Ooh. That's why he's, that, that's why people always say, oh, I see the light. That's actually the archangel Zadkiel coming to take your hand and bring you over to the other side. So Ooh, he's also really nice because he does change forms and he does bring comfort. It's actually very funny because sometimes he's not even physically there. You're just dazing off in a daydream and it feels all very real, you know? Oh, that um, must be what happened. Okay. In this situation oh, or about. there's many angels and there's many archangels who will just approach you with many people have, um, uh, Oh, somebody told me a story like a couple years ago. Um, 
it was right when they were having some kind of um something with the house they were losing their house and they were just talking to a work um somebody like next to them in their cubicle um and they hadn't even really mentioned anything but all of a sudden they turned away they're at their computer and the and the friend said something about saying you know you don't have to worry about the house everything's going to work itself out and you have to just they said something like you have to get to the documents you have to finally sign them and you have to review the paperwork and she like turned over and she said what <laughs> uh, because because she was not close like that with this coworker, and the coworker was was off typing way doing some kind of work they didn't say anything to her but oh, they used that person's cool. voice they used that person's space um that is also what's really funny because if we remember these are ancient beings so they can they defy space and time so they can hit pause on on our reality and bring mm. us to another space where they are talking to us you know mm. um uh, uh, our hundred year lifespan is is five seconds to them you know right. maybe less um that's why i always say to people um it's funny how how things work like that we always i know scientists usually say that time is up and down it's really more like um not up and down but it's like this way oh. that everything's everything that has happened and everything that will happen is happening right now kind of crazy a little bit out there but it's all happening right now like the um, multiverse kind of absolutely yeah. at the same time we're all 85 and we're all three you know it's the universe and time space is very funny like that that's a lot of quantum <laughs> physics isn't it it's, yes. it's a lot and that's what the angels kind of do as you work with them they bring you some far out <laughs> some far out things um, That's interesting, though, because that, of uh, the thought of going back and forward, which is a lot of like almost like astral projecting. But um, uh, I tell people all the time, if they're it kind of ties in with it, that they if they do things like astral projecting of leaving their bodies, going forward and back, to always call in their angels. I've heard that forever to surround yourself with angel energy so that you're always kept safe. Absolutely. absolutely. Are there certain places, whether it's on the globe? or um, in certain situations where angels are found more or seen more? I always say that angels are more found in any area of nature, whether that be the desert, um, the woods, the ocean, um, anywhere that is just vastly nature-based, not necessarily um, intruded by um, buildings, civilization, things like that. Okay. Um, which is why people feel, find themselves very connected when they're on hikes. Um, when they're by the ocean, just on the water, um, on boats even, which makes perfect sense because that's what's also really funny is that, you know, we can, you can take one aspect of this, which is very spiritual and it's esoteric, but at the same time, it's also very scientific in the way mm -hmm. that when you're by the ocean, you're in front of this mass of water, which is emotion, intuition, spirit, the soul. Um, so you're channeling that energy and you're raising your vibration to communicate with those angels, your guides. When you're in the dead of the woods, you're connecting to mother earth, Gaia energy, grounding you in the spider web that we're all connected to you know right. that's beautiful. so it's it's really i always recommend for anybody trying to get into this or anybody who is finding themselves progressing at a slow pace get yourself into nature connect with nature bring plants into the house that you can cultivate that you can take care of connecting with mother earth nature energy is so important because it grounds us in everything grounds us in everything but it also connects us to everything um which is why i kind of um 
a little pro tip when I tell people, you know, when oftentimes when you tell people to ground, it's um, okay, imagine that white light kind of coming down through your head and into your body and it's going into the earth. Or when you say, right. like, okay, I'm putting roots into the ground. I always tell people, bring that white light through you into the earth, but then imagine this green light from the earth coming up from in mm. underneath you and then going upwards. It's a, it's a back and forth pull, you know? And if you do Reiki, and I know you're, you're well aware of that, if you do Reiki work, it's the same um, idea of mm-hmm. being the hollow bone and bone. the opening to the divine right down to the roots. So that's, uh, it's interesting that it's the same thing. Do you have different practices, Jake, than meditating um, that you incorporate or you suggest people to incorporate, whether it's um, like salt baths or um, mm, um, diet, um, different thing, even to raise your vibrations so that you can connect a little bit better? I... There's so many different um, ways that you can kind of approach it. Um, for me, in this past year, I've been really connecting to aromatherapy, um, oh. working with even candles too. So, for example, aromatherapy, um, if we want to raise our vibration, excuse me, the angels really kind of liken themselves to floral scents, um, rose, geranium, uh, uh, lavender, but they also connect to very earthy scents too, frankincense, sandalwood, um, uh, uh, lemongrass even too mm. so it's kind of just cocktailing what puts you into that space because it is very it is also very psychological at the same point but, and, but think about I don't know about you two but how many times have I been doing something and I'm literally desperate like it'll be the dead of winter like now and I'll be like I need to smell lilac yes. yeah. and I have to have a lilac candle going and then all of a sudden I feel like oh, like peace you, washes like over it you. gets me back into the space like the psychic space of mm-hmm. doing what i need to do or rose is a big one for me sometimes mm-hmm. the pine or the sandalwood too frankincense but i it literally will nag at me yes mm-hmm. and i get it. like that and then it's an epsom salts bath with uh, essential oil in the bath and if i really need to balance it's a sandalwood incense in there also with me <laughs> Right, right. It's like smoke and steam coming. Right. Really. And that's for like when I'm really off balance for some reason or another. I would say, um, for if if you, we wanted two main things that we can that we can start doing into our practice to really start that get the ball rolling, I would say two things. First of all, um, clearing out energy, clearing out and releasing energy, and also on the flip side of that is soul retrieval. Mm-hmm. How many? I cannot tell you. Even just from today alone, whether you went to the supermarket, whether you were around family members, we are without even realizing it giving little nuggets of our energy to people. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're taking energy from other people. That's even what we're doing right now. We're, we're exchanging energy, but a right. lot of times we don't, we don't realize that that's happening. And so we go home and then we start to feel drained and then we start to feel irritated even is what can happen. Yeah. Um, and so I always tell people find a way either in the beginning of the day, I prefer it at the end of the night when I'm about to go to sleep, I call back my energy and I give back everybody else's energy. Um, I what I kind of started. That. Yes. So what I started to do was this, um, when you're laying down in bed and when you are ready to kind of get really comfy to call back your energy, imagine that you're sitting up in a tree and that you're calling back your energy and what it looks like is crows coming back to their nest. <gasps> it's all bringing Jake, back. Jake, you gave me chills. That yeah. was yeah. chill worthy. Ooh. 
And then when you're releasing everybody else's energy, there's two ways that you can kind of do it. You can imagine that as um, an eagle, a white dove, anything that you would like. You can even do butterflies if you wanted. Um, I like to do the fun one of, do you remember being a kid when your mom would say, um, okay, when the streetlights come on, come home. I imagine that all the streetlights are on and all the kids are running home back to their houses. So you're giving everybody else's energy back. You know, I love that. Yeah, because you're playing, you drop everything, and you go home. Absolutely, feeling. You flip the switch. I know that I'm. I know I pick up energy from other people all the time, and it it doesn't matter if you're Christmas shopping. Um, this time of the year, especially if you're Mm -hmm. Christmas shopping, you're grocery shopping, which I recommend everybody do Instacart. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) And, um, but it's, I come home many times, just like you said, I feel so drained and I know it's because I'm an empath and and it's just like constant battle, even though I work so hard to protect it, that I get home and I think, Oh, good Lord, I don't want to see anybody. I just want to close myself in. I do and it's clearing so- work all the time this time of year just to try to keep the energies balanced. I know. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important. Even without us realizing it, we can be at the supermarket, but your higher self is connecting with every other soul around you saying, yes. oh, that looks really heavy. Let me carry that for you. Yeah, um, oh, right. let me pick that up for you. <laughs> we don't even really realize it sometimes. Um, but yeah, which is why it's so important for even me to clear out my energy when I'm going to bed, when I'm just kind of coming home and I'm recollecting myself even when I'm not doing readings or healing that day, it's, it, you still have to do it. I truly recommend I anybody this. listening, come up with some kind of routine, ritual, if you want to call it that, but something that you can do for yourself. It's, it's self-care, if you want to call it that, right. um, where you check in, you clear out, and you give everything back, and then you kind of just chill. You, and then you can do whatever else you want to do afterwards. You know. So... Um- when I, when, when it's the new moon and the full moon, I always do the whole, uh, like full blown ritual of the candles and the incense and the Epsom salt bath. And the other thing I do is I, I, I'll do tarot for myself. Yeah. Um, I, like I have to, and then I kind of go, okay, it's all right with the world. Yes. <laughs> do you on a, on a regular basis, do you, do you do Oracle cards or the, um, angel cards for yourself? Yeah. Um, for myself, I will do, I'll, I'll do a little spread or I'll do some Oracle cards is what I really kind of like to do for myself. Um, just to kind of check in and see what's going on, but more importantly, to kind of see the weather forecast for the day. That's really all this is. It's you're getting, you're checking in on what the forecast of energy is. That's exactly what a reading is for me. Um, I'm telling you the forecast of everything that's happening right now and going on into the future, same way as you'd watch the weather and say, okay, it's going to rain on Thursday. So we're going to move the cookout to Saturday. You know, um, it's not necessarily changing your life with that information, but it's moving things around so things can be most um, smooth, (laughs) smooth, exactly, you know, um, so you can be forewarned and just more aware as you step into all this. So you're not blindsided, caught off guard. Um, And also, you know, being healers, being psychics and, and, and intuitives, we we have an ego so we can filter out a lot of that information without even realizing it, you know, right. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Which is, which is why I love to do card work because the cards will never lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always tell people, if you want to do yourself a spread, lay down the cards, get up, go take a shower, come back in an hour and then look at the cards. Oh, because when you lay them down initially, your little shoulder gremlin is already saying, okay, we're going to flip that switch off and we're just going to look for the things that I want to accept, you know? 
Um, both then when you step out of it and then come back in, mm. pretend like you're reading cards for another person outside of yourself. That's really like powerful that. because I exactly. obsess. I, I don't, I only read cards for myself. Me too. They get in the way during, if I'm trying to read for someone else or if it's like a close family member, because mm. I, I need that help because of, of the ego, but I obsess. I'm like, should this be upright? <laughs> what do you yeah. actually read it? So I'm going to try walking away because I get so, I usually do a spread when I'm worried or, you know, frustrated. So my emotions are up. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to walk away and come back. And yeah. I only do mine when it's the new moon or full moon. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, part of that meditative ritual and I'll, I'll do the spread. And it's just what he said. Perfect way to put it. I, I check the weather forecast mm -hmm. and so like, perfect. especially the part, cause I do it like the, the fours with the cross in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, the part that's like your current, like your current news, going into the near near future and it's always spot on always spot on and then the Absolutely. person you like look towards the other things and you're like okay heads up yeah and you can kind of almost sit there and go yeah i think i know what that's going to be i know Isn't what that's going to be the, the shift in or what the change is going to be in but i i do love doing like the angel cards the oracle cards too the ones i i do are the the witch tarot yeah which is really good they're very accurate yeah <laughs> Very accurate. So here we are at the holiday and um, probably one of the most main characters um, during the Christmas season was the Archangel Gabriel. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about Archangel Gabriel or the holidays, Jake. So <clears throat> to be honest, again, wasn't really raised on particularly religious. So the connection between Gabriel and the holidays specifically I'm not too, too familiar with that, but Gabriel's particularly always comes for people when it's time to, and it really lines up because it's the holidays and then it's right there at New Year's time where people are starting to make affirmations, set intentions, things like that. Gabriel comes when it's time to speak our intention, to speak our mission, our, our path out loud, say it out loud, mm. declare it to the universe, mm. you know, okay. um, Gabriel's also beautiful in the way, um, in aiding us to communicate how we're feeling, our boundaries, what we're looking for, what we want to step into in a way that is not um, negative, uh, uh, feeling as if it's intrusive to others. He, Gabriel is very nice at finding a very smooth uh, way to communicate, very much smooths out everything there. Um, Gabriel also comes when it's kind of time to it's funny because they just put that scene from um, The Wizard of Oz in my head where um, um, Dorothy's in the poppy field and they say, um, wake up, Dorothy, you know, wake up. Yeah. Um, Gabriel kind of comes to wake us out of our, our daydreams that we find ourselves in for quite some time, you know. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> Gabriel, I find, is very connected to um, the judgment card in the tarot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, where we have find ourselves... Um, <laughs> it's actually very funny. I drew a couple cards before the podcast today and Gabriel popped up um, uh, <laughs> with, um, and the card was resurrection. Oh, so, yeah, I love so, it. so there particularly they're referencing the resurrection of Christ um, mm -hmm. in the biblical story. Um, so Gabriel is the one that breathes new life into everything, kind of reinvigorates us mm -hmm. and sets us back onto our path, you know? Um, but, kind of in a way that we don't necessarily feel like we're controlling it at all. It's kind right. of like, okay, let me bring you onto your path and I will drop you at the landmark that is right for you. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
so it's it, Gabriel really works with that throat chakra for communicating kindness, compassion, um, just love all around. Um, also a lot of that gold energy around them. So it's very enlightened. It's very without ego. It's why people are always talking about charity during the holiday times, um, giving. Um, <laughs> there he is. There he oh, is. Perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, which is why we're always talking about giving, giving thanks, um, communicating our thankfulness. Um, here, let me take you, put you on the charger. So Gabriel, really, I would say personally for everybody, if you want to feel more connected to Gabriel, really just sit with yourself, reach out, maybe crack open a journal, or you can bring out your voice, voice notes. I always tell everybody, um, the voice memo app on your phone is the new, mm -hmm. uh, uh, journaling. Um, oh yeah. Because I gotta just figure it. out how to use that. I mean, I just got to Zoom, so yes. Dennis knows <laughs> oh, I, I screw that. I fuck it up every time. Um, I couldn't so live did you now? You said um, you pulled some cards. Would you like yeah. to share oh, yes, what you pulled do. before the podcast with yes. our listeners? Definitely. So let me just plug you into my phone charger case because my wire <laughs> is not working. So let me just there do is. that quick. Everything is turning and twisting. A little tour. Oh, nice ceiling. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Not this upward angle. Nobody likes an upward angle. Oh. All right. So let's I taught a class and, and the woman that manages me messaged me and she said please turn that down you're you're like filming yourself upward and she said that looks horrible I was <laughs> yeah. like, thanks so much nor <laughs> so the cards that i'm pulling from is i really wish that i knew the name of the deck but it was actually given to me by a friend um tony craft who owns reiki rocks oh yeah uh, tony, we, yeah, we yeah. had tony on love yeah. her yeah so this Fantastic. deck was and she traded it um, with me. She thought that I would oh. uh, better align with it. So I love trades. <laughs> that works with the archangels, but it also works with other angels that have been found in other biblical texts, um, religious texts from other cultures as well. Um, so this one's pretty cool. So I drew six cards just for what should we know, what messages are important. Um, so let's go through them. Yay! So, I love this love shit. This isn't it great? We never get yes. to we'll be sick of this, but no. Whoops. <laughs> so these messages are. Um, sorry, they're playing around with my uh, with my technology here. We um, hear you great. Yeah. Perfect. Good. I'm glad. Yes. <laughs> so I would say all of these messages are very much more of a global message for everybody across the board. So right. you might that these plug into specific areas in your life or you might find that this is an umbrella theme that we're just going to be writing out for this next year okay. especially as all the astrological events that are happening today in particular yes. um, where we've got the conjunction of saturn coming into aquarius so it's the age of aquarius we are yes. all spirit more we are all connecting to science even more so finding a way to blend the logic with the spiritual you know it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be separate anymore so We've got our first card here, which is um, the angel Ramil with the um, message of mercy. And so if you see, this is an angel kind of coming to help this man who's either sick, homeless, whatever, but he grabs his arm and he picks him up and he says, um, get out of our own funk. This is a man who was about yeah. to just throw in the towel here and just kind of give it up on it. And so I think it's very funny because it's coming up during this time of year where do, people do tend to spend more time alone. Um, yes. 
don't feel like they're connected with their tribe right now. Ramil comes in to kind of give us that from behind the scenes comfort to show up for us to just tell us that we have such a community that we can't quite see, but we can always feel, which is why it's so important to find ways to feel connected to your spirit and find ways to connect with your, with your ancestors, with your guides, because they really are your tribe, your family, more mm. you know, um, yeah. not just beings outside of ourselves. These are, these are friends that agreed to walk with us on our path, you know, okay. um, all our lives. So Ramil's message is very much about not being tough on ourselves and also more importantly, forgiveness forgiveness of ourselves and also forgiving others forgiving circumstances um Mm. this comes up from the past position here um and right under him you've got the angel oineme um and oineme is messages of gratitude and so it's a very funny kind of juxtaposition happening here so the first one you've got mercy and then after we do that forgiving after we show mercy to ourselves and also others we step into gratitude Mm. gratitude is the Mm. most vibration that you can embrace especially when you're going along this path as well um it's giving thanks for what you have already what you've experienced before mm-hmm. it's shifting our perspective if we find ourselves focusing on um the negative it's it's kind of telling us to take a step back and that there isn't a good or a bad if we've experienced everything up until this point that brought us exactly here made us who we are today and so it all shaped us for the good or for the bad um it was all important steps of our path you know so instead of saying, I wish that never happened, or instead of mm-hmm. saying, I've done this differently, we just say, I am so glad that I ended up right here where I am, and I'm excited to see where I go next. You know, um, everything that we've experienced in our life up until now made us who we are and has given us all the tools that we need to move forward. It's Every- truly, that is truly the, the way to always be, because even if it feels crappy when it's Absolutely. happening, if you have perspective, at least for myself, you get about six months away and you go, oh, well, that needs yeah. to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so important. You just got to ride that wave. Process. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, so for the present moment, we've got the two angels stepping forward here. So you've got the Archangel Sandalphon with the message of power. And so this is actually really funny that this message comes up because it comes into the age of Aquarius and all the things that are happening today. Um, there's a lot of jokes that you might find on social media about saying, oh, what superpower am I getting on the 21st? Um, yeah. All that stuff. Um, power in the way that now we're showing up and now we're going to start experiencing spiritual um, connection, communications, intervention in a much mm. more powerful way, in a way that we weren't used to or that we weren't getting beforehand. We're going to start seeing people shifting our focus as a global um, consciousness to be more compassionate, to be more humanitarian, to be more outside of just oneself, you know, really stepping into what the power is just outside of just our singular self, connecting connecting with community, connecting with spirit, um, and then bridging them both, you know? So it's stepping into our power and it's owning it. Sandalphon is the angel of unanswered prayers. So everybody that's been setting intentions, everybody that's been waiting for that next big thing to come for them, but they're like, TikTok, it hasn't come yet. So then they, they kick themselves because now they're disappointed that they didn't meet a timeline that they established for themselves. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> Sandalphon comes in here to give us that green light to just say, you know, everything's going to happen at its own timing. So this is a time to be patient, but more importantly, find ways to be actively waiting for the next thing to come to mm-hmm. that's a wonderful way to think of it actively it, it waiting. Is. yeah <laughs> because it happens gonna happen what's gonna happen so might as well be cheerful 
right. productive in your life while you're waiting. <laughs> so our next one underneath that is the Archangel Gagliel. Um, these are all very interesting names. Um, Gagliel comes through with the message of vibration. And if you notice, this is an angel that is not necessarily... Beautiful card. Much I do more and so this card is talking about just focusing on the energy that we are entertaining and that we are putting out here. It's always staying focused on our own routine, making sure that we're clearing out, but it's also next to that gratitude card. So gratitude, love, compassion, joy, giving thanks that adjusts our frequency, that adjusts our, our vibration. So it better aligns us, makes us feel like we are more connected. It opens up other opportunities to us. Um, we really are, we really are, uh, like walkie talkies in the way that whatever station that we are on, we're going to only communicate with whoever else is on that same station, you know? Mm, interesting. Yeah. So if we do acts of adjusting that frequency, whether that be meditation to get connection or whether that be stepping into compassion and gratitude to feel um, a sense of connection to our community, um, it's being very mindful of the energy that we are in and that we are putting out and also the vibrations around us we can all always use a, a chance to take a step back and say, okay, what's around me right now in my landscape, in my environment, who is around me, what characters, what stories mm -hmm. are being here. This gives us a really beautiful pattern to look at here and we can understand what have I done or what have I maybe put out there that maybe brought this my way and what do mm -hmm. I need to, you know, um, we're being pushed to look at things far more bigger than just what's in front of us, you know? Um, and this could be even family things that we might be experiencing, um, anything at work, finances, why are these things happening? And also more importantly, what's my reaction? You know? Ironically, I think all last, uh, most of the signs last year, they, they had to do that. They literally had to take a step back and say, okay, how did I manifest this in my life? Mm -hmm. What was the energy I was projecting mm -hmm. that, that brought in that same relationship again, that same negative um, aspect to the job mm -hmm. and people that actually did like kind of take a look at their own shit and say, what am I doing to, to create this? It actually stopped it. So now we're kind of, I'm seeing a lot of the clients kind of getting to that point where they're like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta own that. I gotta Absolutely. own that. That was a me thing. It's so exciting to see that when it finally starts yeah. to roll in that direction. Mm -hmm. And the angels are not, um, make no mistakes, the angels are very loving and they're very um, so kind. They're so compassionate. But they don't, they don't do us the disservice of kidding us by any means or by sugarcoating things. They tell us the truth and they show us everything. If we open ourselves, to be, open ourselves up to be shown everything, to give us all the tools that we need, all of the perspective that we need to do with that what we will. You know, um, they will never tell you that, you know, if let's say, um, oh, what's this? Um, what, how's, how's, I really want to get a new house in this certain area. I've already got the one picked out. Is this going to be the, am I going to get this one? They're not going to sugarcoat it and say, yes, you're going to get that one. Don't worry about it. If it's not the right one for you, or if it's not the right home to live in where five years down the road, you don't run into the next person that you're supposed to bring into your story. They're not going to bring you there. Okay. You know, right. We're, yeah, we're good on the larger perspective moving forward here. This isn't just the next couple of steps. We're, we're looking at the whole roadmap ahead. You know, we're map questing. Mm -hmm. And we're taking <laughs> everything that we're going to reach and everything that we want to stop by and to visit and to take pictures of. 
this is where we're being called to take a look at our goals, our dreams, our passions. Um, what do I want to experience next? How can I better align myself with it? And how mm-hmm. can I start to kind of focus in, in that direction and start to cultivate that for myself now in the meantime, you know? Love it. And that's what it's about. Love it. And it's so helpful. And so this brings us to the last two cards, which talks oh, about the more. <laughs> um, We've got the angel Rem, Remlil, which is the card Awakening. Oh, another gorgeous one. It's all another the, beautiful. All, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. All the angels all around us, but it's showing a person in between all of these angels. So it's holding hands. It's getting to see the whole picture here. We are opening ourselves up to receive messages and to perceive things completely differently. We are, that's, this is what is important here. We're not stepping into a new chapter. Us as a consciousness are, st- are ch- stepping into a new book here. Old storylines, old characters, old plot um, plot twists are not going to be useful here. They'll be good for context, but they will have no use and they won't be aiding us because it's we're in a completely different story. So Awakening is really just bringing us to this next platform where we open up and we say, okay, I'm game. You know, <laughs> what's in front of right. me? Um and it's also stripping away any of those last, um, those last little things that hold us back, those doubts, those fears, those what-ifs um, about our ability to connect, about our ability to manifest things for ourselves. Awakening gives us the permission to let all of that go, to forgive ourselves for that, and to show our ego mercy in the way that it is only just trying to protect us. Our ego is a very unintelligent security system. It will bring, <laughs> bring brand new, but it doesn't tell you if it's good or bad. It right. just it's trying to hold us. It's trying to hold us back because if we go to the next chapter and we outgrow it, then it has it has no more job. It's oh. out of. Time. Oh, so I always tell people when you are listening to your intuition or you're having a hard time getting rid of that nagging feeling, if you feel like you're going in a direction that you want to be going in, and you hear that ego talk a little bit louder, that doubt, that fear, that worry. If you hear that voice, take that as the green light that you're going in the right direction because your ego wants nothing more to, but, but to keep you in a safe, familiar space. Oh. Interesting. You have to know the you have to know the animal that we're working with here. It's a dance, you know, <laughs> dance that's always happening. Mm-hmm. And then so that brings us to the last card, which was Gabriel Resurrection. Oh, oh yes. wonderful. Yay. Love that card. That beautiful coming up out of our three-day slumber, um, our necessary recharge, especially it's the winter time, so everybody becomes a little bit locked indoors from the snow. So this is a time to replenish the physical energy, take care of our physical body, and then in turn, that takes care of our spirit. So we have to make sure, even if you are the toughest of cookies, even if you're used to spinning a million plates at one time, we have to take care of ourselves and we have to let that, let that ego down to be taken care of, you know? Um, oh, very nicely said. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Very true. So just quickly, um, any, um, either from you or from Michelle, any uh, forecast or any feelings you're getting for 2021? He just did an eye roll. I, I want know. people to know that he just read me. He just eye rolled me. <laughs> so well, it's think- so 1978. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't you think, I feel that things are going to start rolling in a much more positive direction. Um, I, I feel so hopeful for 2021. 
things, um, we're going to finally clear out the bottom, like the sludge in the bottom that's been holding everyone back and moving forward. It's a combination of, of everything that's been building towards this. And, mm-hmm. and I can't, we're going to go out and burn to, um, last year's Christmas tree, which we always do on the night of the 21st. And we put in, we write down on pieces of paper what we want to leave in a year that's passing from existence. So we're going to go towards that and hopefully we'll see the, the, the star of Bethlehem as they're calling it tonight up in the sky. But I think with this, I just feel everyone should understand that they should be hopeful and excited about the year 2021. It's a good thing. I think if I were to say, I see anything I see, um, uh, we as a, as a world community, um, have a tendency to have short memories. Mm-hmm. And when big things happen, um, we all come together and then we forget it very quickly. Mm-hmm. This truly made us all slow down and we are going to be more thoughtful, I feel like. I think um, more humanly connected. And I don't mean like, you know, that you have to be a hippie, but I mean <laughs> that you're thinking of your time, your family, your space, that if that is a priority and not the chase. So when you were talking about the cards, that makes a ton of sense, that awakening about people like really valuing what's important and that, you know, the bricks and mortar that we thought was important, not so important. Mm. So but thinking because the the card that I pulled was Metatron with the message thought. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely people looking at things almost like every day is a work of art and kind of looking at the art and, and pulling from it what they need to get or what emotions they need to get. And that maybe maybe being like uh, selfish or emotionally reacting but like really comprehending the bigger picture, as you had said, like everything they're seeing, the full landscape, mm-hmm. not and give, just their microcosm. Absolutely. And giving yourself and not feeling rushed to come up with an answer or to come up with a response. I think yes. is going to be about taking a step back, holding on to responding to that email or that family conversation that you need to have. It's taking a step back and asking yourself, how do I feel about it? What are my thoughts and my beliefs on the situation? coming to an understanding of what that is and where that's coming from and then stepping into it, not rushing to react or to, to respond just because we feel hasted to. I think 2021 is deconstructing that workforce that knows to the brimstone needing to respond quickly, needing to do this, this, and this quickly. It's reprioritizing and reaffirming boundaries and taking a minute to think and understand what it is that we're feeling before we communicate it. You know, very, very good. Mm. Um, I saw something, um, you know, on the internet, so it should be true, um, (laughs) (laughs) that said, um, that the last time on, um, for 21st, that the planets were aligned like this was the coming out of the dark ages to the age of enlightenment. So if that's any harbinger of where we're supposed to be going, I I think that should be good. I have faith in that. (laughs) Me too. I have faith in that too. (laughs) Any last thoughts, Jake, for, for our listeners? I would say any last thoughts would be is that there's no better time to start now and Mm -hmm. that never going to be a huge green light that drops out of the sky that tells you this is the right time to get started mm-hmm. or aha, you've learned everything that you need to, to give yourself permission to move on to the next step. 
it's listening to your gut, listening to your heart, and knowing that we are the only ones that can give us that real sense of validation outside. Mm -hmm. It's not about the outside. It's about giving ourselves that comfort. And for me personally, doing the work that I do, I blindly just kind of trust it. Mm -hmm. I trust that everything's going in the right direction and I know that it's going to work itself out. So nobody should get frustrated. Nobody should feel that this is a lot to kind of try to tap into all of your angels and all of your spirit guides are all around you and they are here to help you. That's their purpose. They've already agreed to it. So baby steps and do what you need to do. Feel comfortable, build up your toolbox and give yourself the faith and the encouragement of just trusting the process. Nobody can give you the answers, but yourself. So tap in. Adore it. Actually, that's wonderful. <laughs> Sweetheart, how do our listeners get a, a hold of you? So I now thankfully have an official Facebook page, which is, Jake, which is Readings by Jake. Um, you can find me at my Etsy shop, which is um, also Readings by Jake. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, uh, I believe is Readings by Jake. <laughs> <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever just say that to you? <laughs> What's that? Did your sweetie just say that to you? Yes. Oh, he's like yelling in the background, like, doll, this is what it is. Know yourself. Um, he's like your manager on the side. And that would be a, a great Christmas present, would be a gift certificate for a reading. A gift certificate for a reading with Jake. Jake oh, guys, trust me, treat yourself, give it to yourself. Yes. And you also do um, the infused candles and things, correct? Yeah, um, wishing candles, spell candles, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, I do candles for different intentions, jars for different intentions. Um, and I'm also slowly but surely rolling out um, oil blends. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, yeah, we got to get we gotta get our hands on some of those. I am here to tell you that um, Jake's, Jake's candles for love, for my friends out there that are looking for love, it works. <laughs> it really works. He kept telling me, well, I've had great luck with these. And, um, you know, you, you told me all these other people and I was like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And boy, did it ever, it burned down. And the next day, ring a ring, I got a phone call from somebody. So <laughs> you were spot on. <laughs> spot on. Oh, shucks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you again so much. Um, for being another guest, and I know we'll have you back again. And as we I said, you're will. you're you're one of our favorites, just personally, and our listeners adore you. Thank so um, love seeing how you're growing and and the things you're doing, and just love gabbing with you, mm -hmm. um, Michelle. Any thoughts for you for how clients can get a hold of you um, now and going into 2021? Yes, uh, through email, that's mlyons.pm at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Michelle Lyons Polito, and you can message me there. Wonderful. Um, and D. Scott, um, how can people get a hold of you? I'm on <laughs> the radio every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you have, wait a minute, you've got some exciting stuff coming up though too, but you've been, you've been doing your own um None of which I could, I, oh yeah, I mean, I, I do, uh, um, Inside the Mind of D. Scott, I forgot the name of my podcast. Which is, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good, that's really good. That's <laughs> awesome, and my name is in it, so I, that's good, um, which you can, however you listen to this podcast, you could listen to Inside the Mind of D. Scott, it's nowhere near as insightful as this podcast is, 
uh, at all because it's just me talking about whatever's going on in my life. I mean, I talked about the Masters tournament. I talked about the snowstorm we just got and how moronic people became when snow oh hit the gosh. ground. <laughs> they did. Like crazy. People driving in their sedans in two feet of snow wondering why they're stuck in the Die. middle of Central Ave. You know. <laughs> uh, what else have I talked I talked about going away for the weekend uh, a couple of weeks ago for the dance mm. competition, stuff like oh. that. I mean, really just anything that I, it, if I feel like recording something I do and it's, it's literally just my own opinion on things, which I'm sure has pissed some people off, but okay. <laughs> oh, I love it makes it. the world go around. Listen, if I, if I start talking about, I, and I don't, I don't delve into politics much, but I do let everyone know, not necessarily where I stand, just if you really are only believing in the two political parties still, and you're 100% in on either one, you're probably not that bright. Because <laughs> those exactly. guys, it doesn't matter who it is. First of all, they're on the same team. And second of all, they don't care about us. But, um, and other than that, there are some things in the works with me that uh, yes. I, I can't divulge right now, but. Uh, we're, we're working on that, which, by the way, was awesome when Jake had just said, you know, just kind of things are in place and, you know, let them work themselves out and all that stuff. It tied and, right in there, didn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you were paying attention. I smiled when. Yeah, I saw, I was looking at you. I like looked up and I was like, oh, OK, good. <laughs> so, meanwhile, to the three psychics. <laughs> and it wasn't that I wasn't paying attention to what you guys were talking about. We're planning something this weekend for uh, to celebrate our buddy Danny who passed oh, yeah. away a few years ago on the 30th. So with that being a Thursday this year, we're not going to be able to do it on the 30th. So I think the 27th, we're all gathering with, um, let's see, we have a tent, a, port a portable grill, Ooh. probably maybe some alcohol and a bunch of food. And we're, Good. we're and we're all trying to figure out where it's at. And I think it's going to be the cemetery and a few of my things that I threw out there. They're like, hey, don't you think that's going to draw attention? I'm like, don't you think a pop-up tent and a grill at a cemetery is going to draw attention? Yeah. Minus the <laughs> other stuff I said. I so. think it's funny. What are they going to say? Hey, I, I played a tune for him last time. I was there two weeks ago for a funeral. Okay. And I, He's just down from my mother's childhood friends. Gotcha. Um, so I, I always see his stone, so I, I piped a tune for him. I just, oh, nice. I, we appreciate it. his stone is gorgeous by it the way. is absolutely it's, stunning both sides too yeah it was that and it's and i think that's the other thing we're trying to figure out too is i'm like we're gonna go hang out in the cemetery there's two feet of snow on the ground where are we gonna go where yeah gonna go? that's i don't know you may need to rethink space. that but you know that wherever you are celebrating him and his life that he's gonna be there so. i hope so oh, we're yeah, not gonna drink will be. but we're not 100%. drinking course light I'm not drinking Coors Light in his honor. Not doing that. Sorry. So you, can set one, you can set one on his stone. He says that's acceptable. Oh, yeah. perfect. You yeah. got it. <laughs> we, will we will definitely bring a can. I, that's what, you know what? I'll tell them all. Say, everybody bring a can, and we're all going to just leave him a can of Coors Light, which if there's maybe nine, ten of us, that's still not enough Coors Light for him. But that's <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, and I'd like to thank you guys all for being on this journey and um, ending 2020, an amazing year in a lot of ways um, for myself. <laughs> and I am going to be making sure that not only do we have more podcasts and more exciting guests like Jake, um, other topics, um, but we'll be probably doing um, uh, either a podcast or a YouTube 
um, with my sweetie, rare, medium, and well done. And um, so, yeah, we eat well. And, um, and I, the, you know, the rest, I'll just play it as it goes. I, we, I got a wedding coming up. I have his son's having a baby. So we, we've oh, got exciting. a lot of like family stuff coming up, which is very exciting going into 2021. Yeah, this time last year, none of us would probably ever thought that we were going to be going, you know, looking forward to what we're looking forward to at this point. That's right. Exactly. So thank you again to all our listeners and for your comments and your ideas. Thank you. Keep sending them in to us and make sure that you like us and you subscribe and you share us. Continue to do that. And we're, again, so grateful for all of you for listening to Psychic on the Scene. And again, Jake, thank you so much for being you. you. Thank you very much, guys. Have a merry, merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a very happy new year. Ditto, my friend. (laughs) Any blessings. Happy Yule. I need a sign to let me know you're here. All of these lines are being crossed over the atmosphere. put my head